We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome inside another edition of a Pack-A-Day podcast. My name is Nicholas Schmidt, and I'm filling in today for Janelle and Matthew. Both had things that came up and made them unable to be here with you guys today, but they are looking forward to being back with you guys in just a couple of weeks. It is Tuesday. It is a victory Tuesday. Packers beating the Bills on Sunday 22-0 for their first shutout since 2010. Thank you to Andy and Aaron Underwood for breaking down the game yesterday, giving us everything that you guys need to know about the game from Sunday. But it is now in the week. We are moving forward. We're at Detroit this weekend. Very winnable game. And I want to touch on a few things that happened, though, after the game on Sunday. Per usual, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy post-game press conferences. And as I'm sure many of you are aware, and I know as Andy and Aaron touched on yesterday, Aaron Rodgers was not happy with the Packers' offense. He thought they were very poor. I want you to take a listen. This is Aaron Rodgers talking yesterday about the offensive play and what he thinks of it. Um, what would you say that uh, 83 on, uh, on that four, after that fourth down play? You have to go back and look at it. Probably wasn't real, wasn't real friendly. Aaron, would you say you felt the team needed to jolt so you got a bit of practice? 
we were terrible on offense, so I don't think it made a difference for the offense. But maybe it jolted the defense a little bit in the, uh, <clears throat> as I can take credit for them uh, with their uh, first shutout since 2010, maybe. Aaron, what makes you say you were terrible? That's a pretty strong word. That's what it was. It was as bad as we played on offense with that many yards in a long time. What do you, why do you think that was? You watched the game. So did you. Yeah, I played it. Aaron, was it just a, a feeling that you were out of sync, the whole everybody? Was that kind of. No, I think a lot of people played really good, but there was no flow to the game. There was a little bit in the first half. Do you think it had anything to do with all the personnel? Combinations and things you were using three back, three tight ends, multiple receivers. I mean, that's not a question for me. All right, so there you heard it. Aaron Rodgers, you can just tell in his voice, he's not happy about the offense. He's very frustrated. And a lot of people believe it has more to do with than just the offense struggling. A lot of people think it has to do with his relationship with Mike McCarthy. And I encourage you to go back and listen to his entire press conference because I can't play the whole thing for you. I'm going to play a little bit more in just a few minutes here. But you can tell he is – you don't even need to look at his face. You can just tell by the tone of his voice he is frustrated. He is not happy with the way things are going. And you can just tell in the way that he reacts to the media. I'm going to play you this clip right now. You just, just listen to the questions that are asked. And the responses that he gives. Now, the questions that are asked are not overly complicated. They're not insulting. They're not, you know, jarring. They're, they're basic questions. Media's trying to do their job. And Aaron is looking to say as few words as possible. And, I mean, he's even asked at the end, you'll hear it, he's even asked at the end if he's even happy about the win. Take a listen to how short he was with some of these answers, with some of these questions. You're without Randall today, and then Geronimo has a confession. I mean, what does that, what does that do to your wide receiver situation if you're having to go without both those guys? It shrinks it. Listen to how short that is. Aaron, uh, when you say you got to find ways to get those guys, well, is that, how, how is that done? How do you do that? Is that uh, by play selection? Is that by reads? What, what is, how does that happen? It's by the plan. Find ways to get him in number one spots. Aaron, was it, um, was it important to make that throw with Valdez scantling late in the game after he obviously didn't do what he was supposed to do on it? Yeah, he was open. So decided to give him a chance on a, on a go ball. Aaron, is this the most frustrated you've been after a victory? No, I'm happy. I'm, gonna go, I'm, I'm excited to go home and have a, have a scotch or two. But uh, I'm also a realist. So that's just not acceptable offense for us. Four and twenty-three yards looks pretty good in comparison to some of the games we've uh, <clears throat> put forward the first three weeks. But uh, should have been about forty-five points and about six hundred yards. So there it is. You can hear Aaron Rodgers very frustrated. You can just tell in his tone of his voice. He's using very few words. He's very frustrated. And when you watched the game yesterday, there's a couple of things that we need to understand as Packer fans, okay? The Packers scored two touchdowns yesterday. Scored one in the first quarter, one in the second quarter, and then they kicked field goals. Week one against the Bears. Shut out in the first half. Aaron Rodgers comes back, 
has a fantastic second half, three touchdowns and a field goal. Week two, you exclude the block punt. Green Bay, I, I go look this up. Green Bay on offense is averaging two touchdowns a game. Through four quarters every game, Green Bay's offense right now is only giving you two touchdowns. Now that doesn't mean they're not giving you points because they Mason Crosby kicked five field goals against the Vikings. But just think, if even one of those field goals was converted into a touchdown, you're talking about being 3-1 and one today. So, I understand his frustration. They have had one game in which the offense has scored more than two touchdowns. And that came in his heroic second-half comeback. He did that in a half. So they are not putting together complete games on offense, and I get the frustration. This is an offense. I mean, when you, Packer fans, we are. this is not what we are used to seeing. An average of two touchdowns a game, and this is after a month. This isn't just saying that Green Bay won game one, 17 nothing, and, well, there's your average because it's one game. No, we got four games in the books, and Green Bay's offense is averaging right now only two touchdowns a game. Now, granted... They've played some very good defenses through the first four weeks of the season, okay? They've been, they've been playing good teams, defensively anyway. Buffalo, obviously not a very good team. They're playing good teams to start the season. But this is an offense that's only averaging two touchdowns a game. And three of those games are at home. Green Bay has played Three home games, and they have six offensive touchdowns in three home games. Two a game. That is not going to be good enough if they're going to if they want to contend to win the Super Bowl. It's simply not. So I get Aaron Rodgers' frustration. Is it something the Packer fans need to worry about? Probably not. It's probably not anything you need to worry about because we know that Aaron Rodgers has been frustrated with the offense before. We know that. Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy do not have a great relationship. It's a working relationship. They work together. They tolerate each other. They don't necessarily like each other, right? Aaron Rodgers is very passive-aggressive. Listen to the audio. You can tell from the audio. It's very passive-aggressive. That is how passive-aggressive people deal with issues. Mike McCarthy, he's very blue-collar, straight-up, this-is-how-it-is. And that doesn't mesh all the time, right? The only thing, though, that we need to make sure is that those two guys can work together collectively, okay? That's the only thing you need to worry about. But I, going back to the offensive struggles, Aaron Rodgers completed just over 50% of his passes on Sunday. He was 22 of 40, okay? 40 passes. And they ran, I think, a grand total of 76 plays. Okay, and now this is where I am very frustrated with the offense, and I know my frustration with the offense is not the same thing that Aaron Rodgers is frustrated with. I don't know if he's frustrated with the way he's playing, with the way other people are playing, with the play calls. I think truly it's a combination of all three, but Green Bay threw the ball 40 times on Sunday. They ran the ball as a team 32 times. Five of those were by Aaron Rodgers on pass plays that were supposed to be pass plays, and he took off running. So Green Bay threw the ball 40 times, and the team as a whole ran 27 times. Now, in the second half, 
in the second half, in the third quarter alone, Green Bay ran 17 plays. Four of them were run plays. Four of your 17 third quarter plays were run plays. In the fourth quarter, they ran 18 plays. Nine of them were run plays. Okay, so half of the plays in the fourth quarter were run plays. But four of those runs came in the last four minutes when it was clear that Green Bay was trying to do nothing more than run out the clock and win the game. Okay, they ran 35 plays in the second half. 13 of them were run plays. That's 37%. 37% of your second half plays were run plays. And you're playing with a lead. Okay, now I understand that, uh, trust me, don't get me wrong, 22-point lead, or even even in the third quarter when it was well, 16 to, to nothing and 19 nothing, I understand because I even made this comment on Twitter, right? No lead is really safe in the NFL, right? Chicago had a 20 nothing lead midway into the third quarter against the Packers. Look how the game turned out, right? I get it. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, and he's he's still hurt, by the way, people. Don't let his mobility fool you from Sunday's game. He's still not 100%. He's getting better, and that's great, right? But he's still not 100%. He was asked about it. He played through pain. We don't know how much he's going to practice this week, right? So it's great that he's moving around as much as he is, but he's not 100% which means you still should be trying to protect him as much as possible. Secondly, when you have a lead, you should just be trying to end the game, right? Now, that doesn't mean that on third and ten you run the ball, no. And I understand the argument. Trust me, I made it I made it in week two when everyone was complaining about their play calling at the end of the game, trying to throw the ball instead of run the clock out with, with the Vikings timeouts. You're paying Aaron Rodgers $134 million. He's your best player. Your best player makes the big plays. I get that. I'm not disputing that. But to run 17 plays in the third quarter and only run it four times, how is... It's not helpful to Aaron Rodgers if you have to lean on him all the time. And it's not like, I mean, Aaron Jones had 11 carries for 65 yards, averaged 6 yards a carry, had a 30-yard run. It's not like your running backs are incapable of running the ball, right? And this is what bothers me about Mike McCarthy more than anything, is you listen to him. He is always talking about how important it is to establish the run and how he wants to do it more often. And yet in the third quarter, with the lead, I get four of 17 plays that are run plays. That is what I am frustrated with. Because he's not even... It, it, it doesn't even look like he's trying to run the football. And you have backs that are capable of doing it. I'm not asking for, in the second half, to run the ball 80% of the time. I'm not. I'm just looking for maybe like a 45-55 split, especially with a lead. Now, if it was if it was 10 nothing in the third quarter, I get it, right? 10 points, not that hard to make up in the NFL. But you were dominating the game. Your defense was all over the place. Now, granted, they were playing rookie Josh Allen, who very much came down to earth after his great game against Minnesota. But you have to at least make it look like you're trying to run the football. And by the way, does no one understand that a run game helps your pass game? 
right? You can run play action off it. I, I, seriously, go do this after you're done listening to this. Go back to the Packers-Cowboys game from last year, that fantastic last-second win in Dallas. Go back to that game. That was Aaron Jones' coming-out game, right? He ran all over that defense. He was really exceptional in that game. And if you go back, I believe it was the beginning of the fourth quarter, Green Bay had the ball on like the Dallas five-yard line, and they ran a play-action pass with Aaron Jones in the backfield. And if you look at the replay, Aaron Rodgers runs a play-action pass, throws to a wide-open Jordy Nelson in the back of the end zone. You go back and look at the replay, and the reason why he is that open is because on the play-action, everybody sucked up to the line because they were worried about Aaron Jones running into the end zone. And it wasn't because it was five yards to go. It was because Aaron Jones was running right through their defense. Having a running game and a consistent one, especially when it's working, the team averaged four and a half yards a carry yesterday. Aaron Jones averaged six yards. Rodgers averaged six yards. Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery on the lower end, right? But I've been... If you look at my Twitter, I've been vying for Aaron Jones to be the starting back. I don't think it's even close. Jamal Williams has his role. He is a good back. It is not that I'm saying that he can't play the position, but Aaron Jones is the best. But back to the original point. A running game will make Aaron Rodgers that much more dangerous, and it helps him so he doesn't have to get hit every time he drops back. Right, 40 times in a game that you win 22-0 is a little excessive. And especially when you're talking about the 32 team rushes, five of them are by Rodgers on design pass plays. So when you're looking, when you're looking at the actual play call, they called 45 pass plays to 27 run plays. Okay, that's almost double the amount of pass plays. Okay, again, I'm just looking for a little bit more balance, and I'm just asking Mike McCarthy to be situational. That's all I want from Mike McCarthy is to be situational. When you're up and dominating a game, try to run the ball. Because Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to be throwing this much when you're dominating a game like this. right? I fully endorse when you're playing good teams and, you know, I just I can't put it into words. Please, Mike McCarthy, just please... Please at least make it look like to us, the fans, that you're attempting to run the football. Especially when you talk about it so much that that's what you want to do. You want to establish the run game. And I get it. Every coach says that. And I get I get that it's a passing league. And I get that you're paying Aaron Rodgers $134 million. And he is by far your best player. And therefore, he should make all the plays. Yes. But if you are a fan that believes that Aaron Rodgers is capable of taking this team to a Super Bowl without a running game. You don't know football. It is You need to at least attempt and need to have some resemblance of a run game. And if there are, if there are teams out there that have won the Super Bowl with no running game, I guarantee you that's the exception, not the rule. Now, obviously, yes, they need to work on passing. You know, who knows what their wide receiver situation is going to be like this weekend? Who knows if Cobb plays this weekend? Who knows if Geronimo Allison clears concussion protocol? 
But that's all the more reason that you need to be able to at least have a run game. So that in games like this weekend against Detroit, when you when your starting receivers could potentially be Devontae Adams and Ty Montgomery moved outside due to injury, Jimmy Graham and then rookies, right? You need to be able to run the ball because it's been very apparent so far this season that the rookie wide receivers aren't doing anything. Valdez Scantlin was on the field yesterday. He he had one great catch. He got some speed, and that was a great play. But I don't think Moore has suited up yet. Well, no, I take that back. He was suited up yesterday. But I think yesterday was the first game he suited up, and I don't think Equinemia St. Brown has suited up at all either. And even Valdez Scantling, who has been suited up for every game, he hasn't done anything this year. I think he's got two catches, if that, on the season. So it is very apparent that either they don't trust the rookies, the rookies aren't ready, and now you're potentially going into a game where your wide receivers, if they don't move Ty Montgomery out to wide receiver for depth, if Allison and Cobb can't play, you're talking about your top targets being Adams, which is great, Graham, which is great, and then you're into the rookies who haven't done anything this year because it's very obvious either the coaching staff or Rodgers or both don't trust them to be on the field quite yet. So you need to be able to have a running game, and you need to be able to utilize it, and you need to be able to lean on it in moments when you don't have that many receivers out there. So this is my plea to Mike McCarthy, and he'll never hear this because there's no way he listens to this, and if he does, well, sign me up, coach. Please just at least pretend like you want to run the football. At least pretend like you want to run the football. That's all I'm asking. And they ran the ball for 141 yards yesterday. 141 yards on 27 actual running back carries. Sorry, sorry, that, that, that math is incorrect. Sorry, it is. it would be Aaron Rodgers ran for 31 yards, so they ran for 110 yards on 27 carries. Now, that's good, but again, be situational, right? Try to get... You know what would be nice? This would have been a perfect game where the team as a whole ran the ball more than Aaron Rodgers threw the ball. Because guess what? If you can win games as the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, games in which you run the ball more than you throw the ball, teams are going to be very afraid of you. Because if you can win without Aaron Rodgers throwing the football, guess what you can do when he's got like the run game going and play action and everything? I just that is my frustration with the offense. And you know, the, the receivers, you know, they had drop problems again this weekend. They need to clean that up, but they need to commit to the run game, and Aaron Jones has got to be the starting running back. I know people on Twitter say that they all serve a role, and that is true. They all play a role, and I'm all for keeping them fresh, right? I'm not saying run Aaron Jones into the ground, but there is no excuse and no legitimate reason as to why Aaron Jones is not on the field until your third possession of the game. 
He is clearly the best, and I don't want to hear about pass protection. Because guess what? Aaron Jones can pass protect. He's just not as good at it as Jamal Williams, but it's not like he gets run over. Okay, Aaron Jones has proven yet again that he is the best running back on the team. And it's not even close. Not even close. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams both had the same amount of carries. They both had 11 carries. Aaron Jones ran for 65 yards. Jamal Williams ran for 27. If that doesn't tell you what it should tell you, I don't know what will. Aaron Jones also had a screen pass that went for 17 yards, and it should have gone for like 12, and he turned it into a first down and 17. Okay? Aaron Jones is the best back. He was the only one with a rushing touchdown yesterday. Now, granted, again, there's me going back to only scoring two touchdowns. That's not good, right? The offense is not performing at its highest possible level. And that can be due to a lot of things. A, Aaron Rodgers not being completely healthy, that didn't help him in weeks two and three. I guarantee you if he was completely healthy against the Vikings, they would have scored, scored more than two offensive touchdowns. Or however many. They actually only scored one offensive touchdown that weekend. They probably would have gotten another touchdown last weekend against the Redskins. But the offense is not playing to where it should be. And again, some of it could be due to the fact that Jimmy Graham, if people are complaining about Jimmy Graham not doing anything, first of all, I would argue that even though you only had three catches for 21 yards, a touchdown, if, if Jimmy Graham goes into every game and comes out with only three catches every game for like 30 yards, but two of his catches are touchdowns, that's doing quite a bit because that means he's doing what he's supposed to be doing in the red zone. Maybe it's not helping elsewhere, but that's not the point. Jimmy Graham is new. He's only in his fourth game. He and Aaron Rodgers, they don't have much chemistry. Right? Geronimo Allison, I mean, let's be real about this. Geronimo Allison has been thrust into the two or number three role, which is pretty new to him. Right? He's used to playing with Rodgers, but he's not used to playing with Rodgers the way that the Packers are expecting him to do it now. Right? They're still working on chemistry. The three rookie wide receivers, they have no chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, and it's very clear that they don't trust them yet. Right? Mercedes Lewis, why is he MIA? I don't know why he's not even being used, because Lance Kendricks has been just, I don't even know why he's still playing for the most part. He is very frustrating to watch right now. But the offense is not where it needs to be. Aaron Rodgers has a right to be upset. I would prefer him not be so passive-aggressive, though. I expect leadership. I don't see passive-aggressiveness always as a great leadership quality. He is the leader of the team. He is making the most money on the team and in the NFL. I would personally like to see him not be so passive-aggressive about some of the things that frustrate him. I get why he's doing it. I'm not saying it's a, you know, not saying it's going to cause problems. But the offense is struggling, and Aaron Rodgers knows it, and hopefully Mike McCarthy sees it, and hopefully they can make some changes and get things rolling because it is Detroit this weekend on the road, then it's at home Monday night against the 49ers, and then they got a bye, and then they go to L.A., to New England, come home and play Miami, 
go to Seattle, to Minnesota, and then they get the Cardinals. So they better figure this thing out real quick. They got about two weeks. Well, three if you include the bye week. They got about three weeks, two games, three weeks to figure things out before the schedule gets really tough. Because if they don't, because let me tell you this, two offensive touchdowns at L.A., you're not winning that game. Two offensive touchdowns at Foxborough, you're probably not winning that game. Two offensive touchdowns at home against the Dolphins, right now with the way the Dolphins are playing, I know they just got blown out this weekend, but you're probably not winning that game. Two offensive touchdowns at Seattle, you're going to be in a dogfight. Two offensive touchdowns at Minnesota, you're not winning that game. They need to figure out the offense. And hopefully they can get it figured out soon, because if they don't, things are going to get real ugly real soon. For the Packers. So I know I know this podcast wasn't as upbeat as we were hoping. With the way I just spent the last 20 minutes ranting and raving, you would have swore we lost on Sunday. I am a realist like Aaron Rodgers. They won. It's great. You're 2-1-1. One, and one. You're above 500. For the most part, you, you know, you're doing what you should be doing. They're doing all the right things. And by the way, anyone that is not giving the defense any credit, their last six quarters giving up three points, I don't care that they played the Bills. Getting shutouts in the NFL is very, very hard. So kudos to the defense. They played great yesterday. Hopefully they can keep it up. Don't expect them to play at that level every week. Don't expect a shutout every week, right? Because that doesn't happen either. Even the best defenses don't get back-to-back shutouts. But... They're playing well, kudos to that, but they need to figure out the offense. It is a real concern. And Packer fans, you should be concerned with the lack of efficiency and scoring on offense. Field goals don't win you Super Bowls. You don't believe me? Go back to the 2014 NFC Championship game that everyone hates to remember. In Seattle, they had two possessions, I believe, if not more, inside the 10-yard line, came away with field goals. You come away with at least one touchdown in one of those possessions, you're talking about going to the Super Bowl. But instead, they kicked field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, and the rest is history, right? So if the Packers are going to compete at a high level, if they're going to be competitive, and if they're going to make a Super Bowl run, they need to figure out these offensive issues. So that is it for today, everyone. Again, my apologies that it's not as uplifting as everyone would probably hope, but I hope that I brought you enough to really get you thinking about the offense. I hope you at least enjoyed some of my ranting and raving and the fact that it's not just poppycock, just me saying stuff. There's there's stuff there to back it up. And maybe you don't agree with me. And if you don't agree with me, let me know. You can you can find me on Twitter at SportsMitty. You can tweet at me. I've been doing a lot more tweeting as of late during Packer games. You know, let me know what you guys think. But this is truly how I feel about the Packers right now, and I'm I'm excited, right? If they if the defense continues to play as well as they've been playing, and if the offense can you know figure a few different things out, look out. This team's going to be good. But there's no denying that they've got some work to do, just like everybody else. You can't just ride one player, and you can't just think that just because you won, there's no room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. And speaking of room for improvement, again, guys, we keep saying, or at least I do, we want you guys to be involved. How can we improve? What do you want us, What do you want to hear us talk about? 
maybe you guys don't want to listen to a podcast of me just saying how Aaron Jones is the best running back on the team and how he should get the ball more. Maybe you don't agree with that. Let us know, right? The only way we can get better at this and give you guys the content that you truly want to have is you got to let us know. So hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. We're there now. We're working on a website. Hopefully that's coming within the next couple of weeks. And, you know, just let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Right? We'll talk about it. We don't have any issue with it. So that is it for today, guys. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. So if you don't like me, sorry, you get a double day of me. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, though, with my co-host, Jacob Westendorf. We'll be talking about the Packer game a little bit again from this past Sunday. We'll get Jacob's thoughts. And as well, I had an interesting conversation with a Vikings fan this past weekend about the state of their team, and he brought up an interesting question about every player having a price tag. We'll let you know what that is tomorrow, so make sure you tune in for that. Thank you again, everyone, and as always, go Pack Go! At the midfield marker in third down. Snap to Rodgers, rushes on, steps up, scrambles left, lots of outside Montgomery, wide open, sideline, 15 to the 10, inside the Buffalo 10. They're going to mark it just outside the six-yard line, 42-yard pass play. Packers third down, goal to go, the three. Rodgers looks it over. Out of the shotgun. Takes the handoff to Montgomery, dumps it over to Jimmy Graham, left side of the pylon, touchdown! Jimmy Graham enjoys a Lambo lead. Rodgers under center, Jones alone back. Handoff Jones, oh, left side, 35, outside the number four, left side line, 45, 50, into the 45, taken out of bounds, near the Buffalo 40-yard line. A 29-yard field-flipping play. Second down for the Packers, 13 yards to go. Receivers left and right out of the shotgun. Rodgers with Jones to his right. Takes the snap, looking left, looks the middle, pops it over the flat. Right side, Jones gets a block, heaves to the 20, down the numbers to the 15. Near the 13-yard line, first down, and the Packers are in the rail red zone. 17-yard swing pass. Current drive, eight plays, 80 yards. Out of the shotgun, Rodgers looks it over. Slot left, single receiver right. First and goal, give Jones around the left end, makes the turn, bulldozes his way. Touchdown! Aaron Jones, a lead to the south end zone, stands its 12-0 Packers.